This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, I hit a wall in June. The pandemic was causing a lot of stress for me, and I knew that I needed to talk to someone. So I signed up for BetterHelp. No joke. And it has been so helpful to have a professional to talk to virtually. Here's how it works. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. To be honest, taking the survey is actually kind of fun. I don't know why, but after you're matched, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. I personally switch back and forth between doing video sessions at my house and doing phone sessions while walking around my neighborhood. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com good and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And BetterHelp is offering a special offer for Sounds Good listeners to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com good. That's better H-E-L-P slash good. One more time, that is betterhelp.com slash good. This podcast is sponsored by Libro FM. Libro FM is the first and only company that lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. You can pick from more than 150,000 audiobooks, including bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers. I have been using Libre.fm for months now before they were even a sponsor, and I just finished listening to Barack Obama's thoughtful new book, as well as Samantha Irby's hilarious book, Wow, No Thank You. And for both purchases, my cute little bookstore, Broadway Books, was supported with Libra FM, you get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. <laughs> you know the name. But you'll be a part of a different story, one that supports community. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. Listen while doing chores, walking the dog, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro FM app. As a special offer for Sounds Good listeners, get two audiobooks for the price of one, only $14.99, with your first month of membership with the code GOOD. All you have to do is visit the website Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and use the promo code GOOD to get started with two free audiobooks and to help support the show.
Hey everyone, it's me, Brandon Harvey, and welcome to our first official episode of Sounds Good. I am so excited. You guys have been so supportive through this whole process. I've been a little bit nervous, uh, but now I'm excited. So welcome. Today, I'm talking with Taylor Tippett. She's unbelievably fun and positive. She's amassed more than 125,000 followers on Instagram by sharing photos of her life as a world-traveling flight attendant. She started this beautiful project called Words from the Window Seat, where she shares photos of uplifting and encouraging notes she leaves on airplane windows. And if that feels at all familiar to you, it's because earlier this year, she blew up online when Discovery Channel made a mini documentary about her. It went totally viral. And since then, she's been featured all over the place and talked about by publications like Huffington Post, ABC, Fox News, and the Today Show. So without any further ado, here's Taylor Tippett. You're not going to want to miss this. I just picked up Taylor. She flew in last night. Taylor, how are you doing? I am doing so wonderful. So great. It's so good to have you here. This is so much fun. I know. (laughs) It's so good. And so you're a flight attendant, so you get to bounce around between all these places. Um, And I've been following your journey from the beginning of your flight attendant thing. I remember you going to flight attendant tryouts or whatever that is, and then flight (laughs) attendant school. Yeah. Um, What inspired you to pursue that job? Um, so at the time before I was a flight attendant, I was a nanny for two little girls and I adore children, but I knew, um, since I didn't go to school that I needed to get something with more stability and in ways I could grow and like challenge myself. So I started thinking about what I wanted to do, um, with my like job in the future. And so I thought of working on a cruise ship at first because I realized I really love people like in the worst case scenario like I just love challenges and I think people traveling (laughs) is a big one sometimes it can bring out the worst in people but um I looked into working on a cruise ship and I was like I would no like I'm gonna be miserable stuck on a ship um and then my uh grandma was a flight attendant for Pan Am so I called her one day and um, just throughout that idea of being a flight attendant and um, after talking to her, um, I got off the phone and literally 15 minutes later, my mom sh- had uh, sent me a text that said that American Airlines was hiring 1,500 people like within 15 minutes. So I just went ahead and applied and it took forever to get it, but that's how it kind of all happened. So That's great. And then you kind of went through the process of learning how to be a flight attendant. Yeah. What, what, is, what is that like? Um, so... That whole situation of wanting to become a flight attendant was in um, June of 2014. And then I applied in July and it took six months to like even get a training date. So I went to training in February um, of 2015 and it was literally unreal. Like it's like learning a whole new language for like three months straight. And um, <laughs> just like and then and then I got sent straight like to work on airplanes, which was like so you learn all this stuff and you think you know what you're doing and then you get into the real world or the real world and of flying and people are <laughs> it really is like <laughs> you like practice everything that you learn. So but um, training was absolutely crazy. 
It's just so weird, like, because we spent so much time on, like, simulators and stuff, like, learning, and then you go out and you're just, like, on a real airplane, and it's, like, you don't have, there's no in-between. It's, like, fake, and then bam, so, but it was really, really cool. I learned a lot and met a lot of really awesome people in my class, so. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I feel like everybody kind of imagines that they want to be a flight attendant. You know, it's very idealized, and it's something that everybody kind of dreams of doing, um, and you do a really good job at it, but like, what's like the kind of reality of it? Like, like, are there any things where you're like, I don't necessarily love this and, um, you know, what's it actually like to be a flight attendant and what are some of the biggest struggles of the job? Um, I think, um, I have a way personally of just making the best out of every situation that comes my way. So I definitely romanticize it a little bit, I think, but that's because I just truly love it. But, um, I get so many questions all the time and like people just emailing me and asking me like, you know, what's it like? Just like kind of how you ask. And it's so hard to answer sometimes because like I said, I make the best out of it. But um, it's a lot of really, really hard, long days. Um, You can have like a lot of really mean people on your flights and it's hard not to take that personally. Um, So that number one. And then a lot of times um, it's like, you get there at like midnight and you leave at like 8 a.m. Like you get to your bed, you take a shower in the morning and you leave. Um, there's not a lot of, a lot of long layovers. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really lonely too. Um, it can be really, really lonely and just stressful. And sometimes you don't have a say so in like your schedule a little bit. So it's just a lot of being like very, very open to whatever's thrown at you in like any circumstance. And, um, yeah, that's probably the worst part of it is just the loneliness of always being alone or, like, just getting to your hotel and then leaving, like, as soon as you wake up. So, but, yeah, that's probably yeah. some of the, the main ones. Yeah, that's I, – those are I guess those are things that I didn't – I would never really think about yeah. for being true. What yeah. are some ways that you think that you specifically combat that? You know, you're – you're a very optimistic, positive person. And I know that from knowing you in person and then also online. Yeah. Um, how do you incorporate that into your job? You know, how do you choose happiness as a part of what you do? Um, I think a lot of not even with like my work, but just in general, it's really all about um perception and how you view things because I could literally sit around and find so many things to complain about um like that I only am there for eight hours like or 10 hours or whatever it is but instead of doing that I just view it as like a blessing like another hotel bed to jump on um for like five minutes you know (laughs) so I think a lot of times it's just how you I view the things that happen to me and like the situations um but also like for like lonely hard nights like the office <laughs> like so I like or like reading a good book or like FaceTiming my best friend or whatever it might be um I think I just won't sit and mope in sadness because that's not going to get me anywhere so whatever I can do to like turn myself around but I think it's all about how you view things you know you're gonna make the situations what they are because it's all inside of your head so I love that I love that you're just you're you're just choosing happiness. Yeah. You're making a choice not to sit. Like it's not that you're not having those feelings. It's not mm-hmm. that you're not having a hard time, but you're choosing not to stay there, not yeah. to sit there. Yeah, and that's big been a big part of my story and like just being a flight attendant is just choosing not to stay in like the muck and the bad stuff cuz yeah. you're just going to end up sad and upset and then what what are you going to do, you know? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting and it's really cool that I don't know. I feel like there's something there with this idea that when you're flying, when you're traveling, 
um, it's very easy to idealize and romanticize. And But for you, it's like your job and you do it every single day. And so it can get monotonous. And yeah. so you kind of have to also find ways to make this monotonous thing mm-hmm. fun and exciting. Yeah, for sure. And you can do that through just about, you know, anything if you set your mind to it. So yeah, it will. Okay. I guess this is a good way to ask you. Tell me about words, uh, words from the window seat. So words from the window seat is so much fun. It's my little baby. I don't even know, like, even when I, like, I could cry right now even thinking about it. But um, honestly, it was just an idea that sparked from like a really hard um, time and season in my life where I was just beating myself up a little bit over like, meaningless things that didn't even matter so um I was sitting um on an early morning flight that was pretty empty in the back row and um I was looking out the window journaling and um I had like a small little duffel bag open towards me uh sitting next to me and um I saw a small little like composition pad and I just had the idea um to write be kind to yourself on it and to tape it up and to like share it with my Instagram followers my blog because um I think it's always uh been uh, a goal of mine to um encourage like those that listen to what i say whether it's on instagram or in real life um because i read a quote one time that said if i'm not encouraging and inspiring others what am i doing like mm. what am i doing with my time I'm, I'm not planting seeds i'm not allowing people you know like room to grow so that was a big uh force behind why it started but i just i wrote it um on a piece of paper and i hung it up um, just to kind of encourage myself. And I wanted to share with my followers, too, um, that I had been just going through like a weird season and, you know, that they weren't alone and um, that self-kindness is such an important thing because it flows into how you treat other people. Um, I don't think you can like love, not love yourself and then try to love other people or be kind to other people if it doesn't start internally. So, yeah, I wrote it up and I hung it up and I kind of shared a little bit about that. And then I had the idea um, to pay it forward. Um, because I I felt that somebody else needed to hear that too, so I just put it in um, the seat back pocket uh, for somebody else on my next flight to find, um, and it kind of just started from there. And people loved it, and I've just been doing it for like over a year now. And other people have done it too, which is so cool. There's over like 600 posts, which is like because it was just it's literally like a note, like and me sharing some of my story and my heart, and like people relate and they felt heard and loved. So that's why I think it's been such a successful thing. That's incredible. I love that. And then that blew up recently. Tell me a little (laughs) bit about that. That's crazy. It's a dream. Um, Yeah, I did. So that's kind of just like the backstory and like how it started. Um, But I did a short interview um, with a uh, video like um, channel on Discovery Channel that's called Seeker Stories. And I basically just answered questions like using my iPhone and sent them some uh, images and everything. And um, so I sent it to them and I didn't think like I was really excited and like humbled that like, I mean, it's Discovery, like somebody from Discovery Channel. I was like freaking out. But um, I didn't think it was going to get like as big as it did. And somehow from that, it... um, it was shared. I don't know. Somebody got hold of it, and um, it like kind of went viral. Um, I mean, I like I was on Good Morning America, and I didn't even I haven't even seen it yet. Like I was on Good Morning America like today. I don't. I couldn't even ABC News. Like my parents are sitting down having breakfast one day, and they're they just moved to Austin, but they were in Charlotte, and um, I was on the news in Charlotte, but like they didn't even know I was from North Carolina, and like my parents are just sitting there like eating and they're like hey you're on the news right now I was like what 
like that's amazing yeah it was it was it still is like unreal to me so um but yeah that's it i don't know somebody got a hold of it and it just like spread like crazy so that was it's just was really encouraging and inspiring you know that's so fun i love that I, I i guess it doesn't even surprise me that it went viral because it's this really optimistic beautiful fun positive thing yeah. and i think people kind of crave that yeah yeah and i didn't realize that while doing it but as like i kept posting and realizing how many like people and like comments that were like hey i'm here too or like emails like just sharing their story like i think people need love and like to be felt and heard so much and it's something that is so hard to find in like this day and age because it's always all about like yourself and how you can like better yourself like but not to gain anything like outwardly it's all inwardly so i think that's been like the most encouraging thing like seeing it grow and knowing that people see that too and like feel that need so yeah and really the, the growth is so evident too. You're at like 124,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> so weird. like you've you've yeah. gotten tens, hundreds of thousands of views on on this video and other videos online, yeah. and um, that's so. And okay, okay, I just read <laughs> this. You're, an elementary school has a Taylor Tippett project. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, I have. That's crazy too. I've gotten like so many like direct messages from people at this elementary school in New Jersey that um, decided uh, to start their own like project based off of words from the window. They just um, put encouraging sticky notes all over people's lockers. And I've gotten so many messages from these kids at this, or it might be middle school. I think it's elementary school, but um, yeah, that have just like thanked me for doing it. And I'm like, I just hang up a note. Like, so it's been, that was really, really cool to see that too. Unreal. So good. Yeah. I love that. I know, me too. <laughs> it's man, that's awesome. Yeah. And so and so you've chosen to be optimistic and hopeful in your workplace environment, even mm-hmm. when it's like kind of whatever, blah. But I've been following you on Instagram for years at this point. Um it's so it's weird. you know I, I know. It's 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 so weird. Uh but I've been following you around for a long time and you've you've had this really positive, fun, um, joyful way of sharing and seeing the world. Tell me about that intentionality, because I've got no doubt that it's intentional. Um, I think that just like I had said, there's so much negativity. And I think I could sit and probably have an Instagram account for the negative things in my life. Like, But I think that um, traveling has opened my eyes so much to like the beauty that's out there and the strangers that I get to meet and the stories that I get to hear like from somebody sitting on my plane like there's just so much out there to be like thankful for and to like be on the lookout for and so Instagram has been a really cool um, and amazing tool to doing that because um, yeah I could be negative any day any moment but um, the things that happen to me I choose to see them as a story and something that like I can hold on to and like learn from in whatever way it is so Instagram has been amazing to just be able to spread joy and love and hope because we need it, I think, so desperately in a world that is, if you turn on the news, you know, you want to cry probably from some mm-hmm. of the stuff that's on there. So if I can just spread hope and love and light through pictures and like my stories that sincerely happen to me, that's all that matters at the end of the day. You're so good at that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you are too, Mr. Storyteller. Stop it. Yeah. 
No, the, like seriously, the way that you do all of this in, like has continued to inspire me and shapes the way that I use the internet. And I've well, got no doubt that that's touche. been the same for other people. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I wanted to kind of back up a little bit in your history. Like I said, I've been I, I've been following you for a few years, um, and uh, I think it was a few years ago. Uh, you still had a pretty significant audience, not as big as yours is right now. Uh, and you started dating somebody uh, who also had a pretty big audience. Um, and you did a really good job of kind of sharing the process of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you guys got engaged and you continued sharing that uh, relationship. And then you guys broke up and you called off the engagement and you continued to do a really good job of being honest and vulnerable and real with your audience. Um, and I really, really admired that during that whole process. Um, and, and I can imagine that was really, really hard. Um, can you tell me about that choice to continue to invite people into that moment in what I imagine is one of the hardest points in your life? Yeah, yeah, it definitely was um, the hardest this season has been for sure. Um, but I think that I chose to share our story so much with my followers and he the same um that something had to be said like I couldn't you know like as a social media influencer who you let people into on glimpses of your life um that was a glimpse of something big that had happened so I felt like I needed to um share that I you know the news that we had called it off um but not only was it for like just so people wouldn't ask me a lot about it and I wouldn't get questioned, but it was also for me too. Like I think I needed that closure as well. Um, and just like I've been saying, I think that there could have been so many th- like bad things that were said. I mean, because relationships are hard and they're messy and they can be ugly. And so, um, yeah, I just chose to see the good in it. Um, I definitely think that um, – it was for the best and um there's so much just out there in every single like circumstance um for me and even like with words from the window seat like you know you're just always growing and learning and I think that calling off my engagement was a big part of that and like growing up and it's taught me so much about myself and about the life that I want to live and it's caused me to to just love people so well um I think when we're hurt and we're broken down you really can grow um, in ways that you didn't know were even possible. So having said all that, um, it was hard. It was difficult and it's still hard and difficult, but um, I've seen such growth out of it, um, you know, that I'm just really, really thankful for all of it. So, yeah. That's so powerful. Yeah. What was what was the response from your online community like when that, like when you shared that and kind of over the process of, of healing? Yeah, um, people were so loving. Um, I got, I could, I might cry. Um, I, I got so much like love and like, Hey, I'm here for you. Or I'm praying for you. Like people that I don't even know, like, and it was like hundreds of comments and like emails and like texts from people, um, you know, like sharing such heaviness. And you, I think when you feel like you've done something wrong or I also felt like announcing that and calling it off to you, I was going to disappoint people. Um, So I was really, really timid to say anything, um, you know, but just being ashamed kind of and scared and going out and saying something like that. Like I had that picture in that post literally for like hours. And I like when I hit share, I was like shaking, you know, 
and to do that and just to have so much love and encouragement and like people just there like that I literally I didn't even know and even till this day I still have people who will email me and be like hey I know you called off your engagement I just want you to know I'm still praying for you and uh you know just so many different things that it's just like you know it's really cool to be able to see the good especially when I was scared and like heartbroken and people are just still so loving and that was so encouraging to be able to like have and see that's wow yeah that's amazing I think that says something about the power and beauty of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. But I know in the past, the times when I've been really honest and genuine with my audience, because it's so easy to just share yeah. the highlight reels and to share the best moments of your life, which, you know, that's kind of what we want to see. And yeah. that's what's easy to post. But when you share the real things, like we connect to people's brokenness yeah. more than we connect to their successes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is very, very much so true. I love that that's, way that you put that too. Yeah, I I don't I, I this that's just such a cool thing. That like, that yeah, I I don't know if cool is the right word, but you know that something beautiful came from something that was broken. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, and I think that it's important too to like know that that's even possible. You know, because I think when you're down and you're sad and bad things happen, you feel like there's no hope or there's no love, and it's been the total opposite. Mm. You know, so it's been really great (laughs) it's almost as if like experiencing uh like a great low enables you to experience the highs even greater which Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know do you feel like that's true no that's and i think when you experience such low lows um joy is like a real thing Mm -hmm. um that's when i think of when you said like a really high high i just think that instantly was just joy like i would never n- fully be able to understand and like appreciate joy and hope and love if i wouldn't have gone like down to my absolute low and that is such like a valuable thing to have so yeah wow do you and okay so here's a weird question this is just something i'm like wrestling with as a part of this conversation is it almost as if we need to like seek out the opportunity to go to those lows? Like, is that a possible thing? Like, obviously you don't want to self-sabotage yourself. And maybe there isn't an answer for this that we come up with right here, right now. But I'm like, man, like it would be like, I see the way you live and I see the joy you have. And I'm like, how cool would it be if everybody got to live like that? Like, yeah. I don't know. Is, is, it, is it almost like we should seek out the opportunity? Maybe it's not that we should seek out the opportunity to have like a really low moment, but it's like to, to experience the things that are low fully. Yeah. Um, I definitely think, and I know exactly what you're saying. Like you don't want to like go stand out in the middle of the road to get hit by a car. So you can like know what it's like to heal from that, that I get like exactly what you're saying. Um, but I think like, as an example, like in my life, like I called off my engagement and I moved to Chicago to live on my own, which was exactly everything opposite that I had planned for my life. And I was very, very afraid to do it. And I did it anyways. And I like, I mean, there were months where I just came home and cried and cried and I was so sad. But one day it just clicked and like everything was like not okay, but I like knew it was going to be okay. So I think like incorporating that in like your question, I think that we should put ourselves into situations that scare us and that make us fearful um, to a certain extent to where it's like healthy. But um, I think that that's a really good way to like know, like when things scare you and when you know that it might hurt and to do it anyways and to reap that like 
just that whole process of learning and growing through like just doubt and so many other different things that come into play when we're following our heart, even if it is scary. Um, I think that we grow in ways that are so important and so vital. So I guess that kind of answers your question in a way, you know, just doing things that we know are going to hurt, but not like being stupid about it, but, you know, like being smart about it as well. Um, I think that's really important and people should do it a lot more often because it's scary and it sucks and there's moments where you're lonely or whatever it might be, but you grow in ways that you're going to have with you for the rest of your life. So, Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I I love that idea of the things that scare us, the things that freak us out. Those are the things that we should do. And obviously this is on a totally different level, but (laughs) you and I were talking about this on the way over here. Um, where it's like I've been I've been nervous all day about this podcast thing. and like you and I are friends and like, <laughs> like we're just hanging out here but I'm like yeah. I'm like nervous and I've got butterflies like working on this podcast thing because uh, it's something that like I I know that I should do and I know it's going to be really like yeah. fun but like that means the stakes are high and that's I'm so excited for this to be happening yeah. but like it doesn't come without fear and it doesn't come without. Um, some risk yeah yeah it's like let me see how many weeks or days i can like put this off for like maybe just to think about it a little bit more <laughs> like some of you just gotta jump into it and do it mm-hmm. and get into a little booth <laughs> go yeah. for it go for it oh <laughs> uh, well that's great i i want to start this thing where i ask my guests every single episode uh three questions and so We're just going to kind of go through these, uh, power through them. And I just want you to like talk through the first thing that comes to your mind. And so first question, I wish we had like a little bell thing. Ding, ding. Um, First question is, who do you admire most in the world? It can only be one person. Um, (laughs) Okay, who do I? You make up the rules. Who I admire most in the world. I think I would have to say my stepmom. I, I couldn't pick a famous person or somebody who's like left a great crazy legacy. Um, my stepmom became my mom when I was like 10. And I think the role that she played, like stepping up to like be my mother um, and, you know, deal with somebody in their hurt, like as a child, um, is just absolutely incredible. And I am the woman I am today because of her. So for sure, my stepmom, I don't even have to think twice about that. That's amazing. Yeah. Or Justin Bieber, but oh. I, I think I'm going to go myself off. <laughs> I don't know how many people would like that answer. Love you. I'll let you have both. <laughs> yes. Okay. Best my, case my, scenario. My, my back answer is Justin Bieber. So. <laughs> yeah, Taylor just motioned. She's like, can you cut that part out? <laughs> That's definitely staying. Um, <laughs> so good. Okay. Next question is, what are you either listening to or reading or watching right now uh, that is just inspiring you like crazy? And you can't say Justin Bieber album. <laughs> Dang it. Um, so listening to, um, I still adore Noah Gunderson's, um, I don't know if you listen to him at all, but Noah Gunderson's album, Carry the Ghost, it is so real and raw and vulnerable and talks about so many things that nobody else would probably ever talk about. Um I always blast him and play him, and I love him. He's um, so great. It, he's so good. Um, so his, for sure, has been an album that I've just always had on repeat. Um, and cr- I'm reading currently. Um, I've been reading uh, on and off, um, If You Feel Too Much, by Jamie. Who? Uh, Jamie Torkowski. Jamie Torkowski. I love Jamie. Um, 
yeah, that book, um, I always just have it in my luggage and I pick it up when I need it most. Um, it's so good. And there's been pages that I've just read and been like, okay, like he knows my like life right now because this is like jabbing me in the heart. Like it's so good. Um, but I've always had that with me. And um, I've actually... I'm on. I'm almost on the last book, but I am reading Harry Potter for the first time ever, changing my life. Like it is just so incredible. And yeah, it's about like this storyline is so crazy, but just about like bravery and courage. Like, oh my word! Like Harry Potter is it to the T, and his friends like just like community and like love, like his friends have. Like, it's ridiculous. So I'm about to start the last Harry Potter book, and I am just blown away. Like it's all I like talk about or think about so yeah i'm really excited but yeah um so harry potter for the reading and then for watching um i recently saw the uh the revenant um and it was really sad but um and a little bit intense but the storyline and just like how it was filmed was so incredible like that was inspiring in itself and just like his story of like I think I've hit some really low lows, but there is nothing compared to uh, Leonardo um, in the the film. He it's just ridiculous. But um, yeah, those are it. And then I, I mean, of course, The Office. Like I have to put that Michael Scott is always inspiring. Uh, any episode I watch, so always obsessed, always will be. So I think those are those are my tops. That you have the best taste. I love that. <laughs> Let me tell you a few things. Okay. One, I met Jamie Twerkowski and Noah Gunderson on the same night. Oh, that is. They came to my little tiny town. Oh and, my gosh. Um, and they were uh, Noah played a show, and then um, and then Jamie talked about hope. And afterwards, I uh, I stood in line to talk to both of them. Yeah. And Noah had these big long dreads, and we talked about. Um, I think some city that uh, I think he was like, I don't remember. He was like maybe living in a city I loved or something like that. So he was really great. But then I got to Jamie and I had long admired Jamie yeah. for the way that he spreads hope and is vulnerable and honest and genuine. And we're going to have to have him on the show sometime soon. Um, but he's he's. Yeah, he is the real deal. So too. I actually like so I got to the front of the line and we started talking and um we had actually both just spent time at this one beautiful sp- spot in Canada. Uh, we had both been there actually at the same time, but we didn't see each other. And we ended up talking for like 45 minutes. Um, and he just like gave me that time and was generous. And yeah. um, it was it was crazy. Like, who does that? I was just some punk high school yeah. kid at the time. Um, and I, I love that. And yeah, um, that book is so good. Have you? Have yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so like good. I've, every page, I'm like, <laughs> I'm rereading it right now. It's so good. Yeah, I feel like it's something that you can pick up like whenever you need to. If you just, you know, what? Because it's so many different. Like every chapter is different. It might be a letter or email or whatever, but it's really encouraging and hopeful. And I love both those things. So I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Our last question is. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun, dun I love that. Yeah. Just we'll add that sound in for every episode for now on. So like I'll be like in the last. The last question is... Jaws. Hold on, start saying the question. (laughs) No. (laughs) Need a Uh, sound effects board. We need a sound effects board for sure. I'll I'll call that one in. Um, So the last question, what's one thing somebody else could do to live differently today? 
there was this quote or this tweet that my friend tweeted one time um, that said, it doesn't take much of you going out of your daily day routine in life to change somebody else's whole entire day. So I that has always encouraged me. Um, and I think that if you just do something, like even though it's like so overused, but like paying for somebody's meal behind you or just like if you think somebody's hair is cool, be like, hey, your hair is awesome. Like because you literally have no idea what insecurities they might be having. Like or just smiling at somebody and saying hi. Like I've done that so many times and people are like like confused. Like literally just smile, smiling, like hugging somebody. Like if you feel like they're going to be okay with you hugging them, like just the littlest things can literally alter somebody's day, somebody's week, somebody's life. You have like no idea what somebody's going through. So I would just encourage um, everyone to just do something. Just do something. It doesn't have to be anything big. You don't have to give somebody $100. Like just smile, be kind, be generous, and you could literally change somebody's life. I love that. That's beautiful. I think that that epitomizes who you are and what you do. Um, on that note, I'll just say, Taylor, if people want to follow along with your story, um, where can they do that? So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Taylor Tippett, T-A-Y-L-O-R-T-I-P-P-E-T-T. And I also, I have a blog and you can go to www.atravelinglady.com. And all of this is going to be in the show notes, and uh, and I'll probably even have a photo of Taylor in there or something, and I'll have the link to the video. And so, um, yeah, uh, Taylor, I just want to let you know that I really admire you, and you inspire me. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Sounds Good with Brandon Harvey is produced by Gradient. Find out more at gradient.is. To keep up with me, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. My username is simply at Brandon Harvey. That's B-R-A-N-D-E-N-H-A-R-V-E-Y. And if you go to my website, brandonharvey.com, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where I highlight five of the most hopeful things that happened in the world this past week. I know it's new, but if you like this podcast, could you please do a couple of things for me? One, It would be amazing if you would subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Two, while you're there, can you leave a review? It really helps more people find out about the podcast. Takes like 20 seconds. And then three, ask your friends to subscribe and listen too. I think everyone could use a little bit more happy in their lives. So I'd love to get as many people as possible listening to the stories we're going to tell on this podcast. Okay, so that's all for this week's podcast. I can't wait till next week when we'll be back to learn from another incredible person. Sound good?